Hi, welcome to this edition of Risk Engineers Talk Governance. In this episode, due diligence engineers Richard Robinson and Gay Francis talk about the current trial in New Zealand regarding the White Island volcanic eruption and the charges brought against various parties under the potential breach of the New Zealand workplace health and safety law. We hope you enjoy the episode. If you do, please give us a rating to help spread the word. You can also check out other episodes in this first season. We also have all the details for Richard and Gay and their business services in the description. If you have any feedback, please let us know. And welcome to another podcast recording session. Uh, We're a bit different today. We're doing this remotely. You're at home and I'm at home, but um, we thought we'd record a podcast today on the White Island volcanic eruption and the trial that's commenced in New Zealand um, just recently in the last month or so. So uh, a little bit of background, the White Island volcano erupted on the 9th of December 2019 and 22 people were killed um, on the island during the eruption. So um, WorkSafe have brought some charges against some um, parties involved in who own the island and operate. So I think there were 13 parties charged originally. Yes, and um, they're alleged to have breached New Zealand's work pa- workplace health workplace health and safety laws. Um, so, in the proceedings today, it looks like that six have pleaded guilty so far. One uh, one party, the charges have been dropped, and then there's been six proceeded to trial. Um, so, I think Richard, you were just going to give us a bit of an introduction on who those parties were and and what the charges were, and then we'll go through some of the insight into um, what what we've been reading in the press reports. Yeah, what what I found particularly interesting, and again, we're just reading the press on this one here, is that the the island was actually it's, it's privately owned. It was bought by some grandfather, uh, a stockbroker apparently, some time ago. Um, he passed it on to his son, and then the son passed it on to his three grandsons. So the island's actually owned by by these three grandkids. Um, and they've tried at different times to make money out of the thing. And in the end, the only thing it came up with was this um, having tours to the island. So that's what they've been busily selling. Now, this is a hydrothermal eruption, apparently, um, which I don't know too much about. Um, I know very little about volcanism and those sorts of things. But basically, these things apparently can be primed and ready to go. Um, I mean, if you just think of, um, obviously, it's a volcanic island in New Zealand. That's what they are on the fault line. Um, and hydrothermal basically means there's a pile of water down there, which will suddenly flash into vapor, you know, unexpectedly. And apparently, when you listen to the, the volcanologists, it's a very difficult thing to predict. Although it was actually the case that the volcano was showing some energy and energetics. I think it was at level two um, activity, and I don't think level three means it's really underway. Um, so it, the suggestion was that 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 this volcanism was known from a form of foreseeability viewpoint, which is what the basis of this action is. And in view of this knowledge, or lack of knowledge, in the case of the owners and operators of the tour things, they didn't bother to, to try and find out, apparently. But they didn't really understand that um, that this thing was perhaps perhaps re- more closely ready to go than it could have been. Yeah. I think that one, um, just before the proceedings started, you know, the WorkSafe New Zealand chief executive said in one of his interviews, um, this was an unexpected event, but that does not mean it was unforeseeable. And there was is a duty on operators to protect those in their care. 
So they're, they're saying exactly that. Um, and I think one of the interesting things at the start of the uh, the start of the trial was they started talking about risk assessment. They had a whole, whole lot of risk assessment experts in and they were arguing about the likelihood of it, which was really quite interesting at the start and how um, how likely an eruption was going to be. Um, and I think, you know, going back to that work safe quote, although it was unexpected, it wasn't unforeseeable and it's now happened. So how do we move on from there? Well, it's interesting because I, I, I remember I, I was telling you, I was just looking at the... Um, the um part of the wrongs act in victoria deals with negligence and all that sort of thing and one of the things that, that specifically makes the point is fact that you can have an obvious risk but it can be rare you know the fact that something's rare doesn't mean that it's not obvious uh, and that you should know and do things about it and and i think what particularly interested you was i mean i was looking up one of the parties that got the charges dismissed against them was the national emergency management agent in fact they got awarded forty thousand dollars for their expenses of doing all the work and that point you made because they what what the judge was said when they was dismissing it is says that the the NEMA this National Emergency Management Authority of Kiwiland never deviated from its position before and after the after it was charged. I they had a position they thought it through they did what they said they were going to do and 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 they followed it through and that was the point that you just made when when we're talking about what we're going to do here. And I think that that's the interesting thing, isn't it? It's um, and this is what we tell our clients when we do due diligence reviews for them. You can't always be right, but you can always be diligent. And by having a plan in place and having it thought through, um, and and then acting on that plan, it shows a process, a governance process, which I think the WHS legislation was always aimed at. It was a governance process for organisations to demonstrate that they thought these things through. Well, remember that, that last expert witness case you're doing for that fire, bushfire in, in, in South Australia for the South Australian Supreme Court. The lawyer was just asking us for the process. He wasn't asking whether the decision that they'd finally come to was the right decision. They were testing to see whether the steps they'd gone through were reasonable, um, that, i.e. they had tried and they'd thought it through and they'd talked to the right people and maybe everybody got it collectively wrong, but that still didn't mean they weren't diligent. And I think that's one of the things that's coming out of the White Island volcano. Um, one is they're saying, well, New Zealand has a volcano monitoring service, the GNS Science, um, but they weren't specifically engaged by the tour operators or the owners of the island to do a specific risk assessment, um, whether that's the right term or not, um, on 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 the island and and the the risk of actually. Um, running tours through the island. So they're sort of saying, well, there was expertise in the country. Had they had they gained the information they needed to make a diligent decision about doing the activities that they wanted to do on the island? Yeah, it's interesting. That whole risk business pops up again. Remember, um, we, we, with the, we, the uh, podcast on risk, we were talking about the fact that the courts use the term a different way. That once the fact, after the event, the fact is obviously certain. But it's actually interesting because it was Kiwi judges we were quoting because Frank Stocks put us onto those. Uh, Kiwi judges and Kiwi cases where the, the Kiwi courts are making the point that in court risk means um, the likelihood of the event that happened, in this case, this rare event. Mm, a volcano. One of the other interesting things was the first week sort of focused on that that risk assessment process and the information that was sought or provided to to the various parties about the volcano. And then the second part of the the, the trial is focusing on what else could have been done Yep. Um, which is really the focus of the WHS legislation or the um, workplace health and safety um, legislation in New Zealand. Um, apparently, but, but, and it's it's the point. It's not who owns the hazard; it's who has control. 
and they were talking about apparently there was a shipping container put in place um, which could have been as a, a shelter um, in the event of a volcano but the volcano apparently erupted very very quickly and the likelihood of people being able to get to the shelter and um, shelter in in situ was pretty unlikely um, so now they're looking at what other controls can be put in place to do you know to be able to um, run these sort of activities there well one um, of the things that, that you were mentioning was the fact that they people did people weren't wearing special clothing now i mean obviously pp is the lowest thing you'd ever think about but one of the problems that the the, the survivors have got is that the their clothes melted into them because they were basically plastic and the modified wearing new gym fiber. wear and active wear rather yeah, than Cotton clothing, long cotton pretty... clothing. I mean, even if you put people in um, in in overalls, cotton overalls, and things like that, and made sure they had big safety boots and things like that, you'd be making a clear statement to people that this thing's serious. And you want to think about it. You're just not a tourist snooping at something, hoping it doesn't go off. Mm. Which is sort of the way that chemical plants and things like that that can, you know, spill out um, toxic clouds and toxic um, materials. They sort of deal with that, don't they? When you go out on site, you have to have the full long sleeves, um, long okay. pants, cotton. So, if it, as you said, it won't melt into you. Um, so, but as you said, that's way down the hierarchy of controls. And, um, but I don't know that the end, they did talk about some engineering controls, and I don't know whether they're, they're reasonable or not, but they're talking about um, ballistic shelters and refuge um, shelters. And I know in bushfire terms, you know, um, people are starting to look at that, being able to shelter in the place that if they get stuck, they can do that. Um, whether a shelter can be designed for an, a volcano, I'm not sure. Well, it was interesting that the, the, the army had went in with you know, shiny suits and breathing apparatus to try and retrieve people. And they spent six days apparently uh, in fairly trying circumstances doing the best they could. Um, but again, if you were you know put into a big shiny suit, with a, with a, with some breathing apparatus, you'd probably think it was a pretty serious event, wouldn't you? Which you otherwise might not consider that to be the case. And I think that's part of it, isn't it? It's that information. Was was the right information shared with the owners and the tour operators, and then with the actual tourists? Um, I know when you you do those dangerous activities, they sort of give you a waiver to say, "I understand those things," but you you do. They have to be in layman's terms that the people actually understand that, don't they? Well, I don't think jumping up an aircraft, anybody's in any doubt if it goes wrong, it's going to kill you. I don't know if the clarity of thought... I don't know if you, don't know if you of, think about it that way when you're 20, though. Well, that's part of the point. I don't know if people have thought about it like that. And so it's going to be an interesting thing to see where the Kiwis actually land. I've got to say that. Um, I'm not sure whether the the, the ones that are proceed, um, um, pleaded guilty... Um, whether they'll just involve fines or whether there'll be jail time. But as you said, this is really the first big test case, isn't it, of, of the WHS and, and workplace health and safety laws um, in Australia and New Zealand. And, and the outcomes will be fascinating, I think. We'll, we'll set a precedence going forward. Uh, I'm almost certainly. Um, so we hope you found our podcast interesting today, a little bit different with Richard online and I online together. And we hope you can join us next time. Have a great afternoon. Thanks, guys. Hi, everyone. Bye.